guys. Welcome back to Keeping It 101. I'm your host, DJ. I'm Lauren. And today, we're going to go ahead and just hop right into it. Uh, we do have a guest. Guest, introduce yourself. Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Adolphus, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter at AC3Savage. I'll go by Ace on this podcast, I guess. Um, thank you all for having me, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. And we are talking about police brutality today. But before we get into it, we are going to make our drinks. For the first time ever, DJ has not made her drink prior. Oh, I'm lying, because she actually made it yesterday and was, <laughs> <laughs> was drinking it yesterday. But for the I first time ever for a recording, she has not already started drinking. So I'm going to let DJ make our drink today. <clears throat> we do have our official Keeping It 101 glasses today. So super excited about these to Ooh. be drinking out of those. Um, but go ahead, DJ. What are we drinking today? Okay, so today, guys, we are going to be drinking a spicy watermelon jalapeno infused margarita. It's spicy very spicy and appropriate for today's topic because it's just a lot. So uh, ingredients, you have to have your tequila, slice up some jalapenos, infuse it for about 15 minutes, strain this. You do not want them seeds. You will die. Um, once you strain it, then you will mix your Stella Rose watermelon uh, wine, some watermelon juice. I have Simply Watermelon. And it also says for um, simple syrup, but I don't have simple syrup today. I have triple sec, so that's what I'm going to add. And you're going to dip your rim of your glass in chili powder and salt. And garnish it with a lime and a slice of jalapenos without the seeds. That sounds like you make hot ass shit. Like, geez, it is so Let me tell you, that thing blew out my nostrils. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I kept the jalapenos in there too long, but I'm going to go ahead and strain my drink real quick while Lauren is doing hers. I'm going to hop these jalapenos right here because I don't want none of that. I'm not putting no jalapenos in my shit. I'm spicy enough on my own. No jalapenos, no chili pepper, but everything else I got. Just a little bit more uh, Jose in there because you definitely just put a very (laughs) small dab. We, oh, she put a small See, she she be playing with the alcohol. I'm the only one. You see me? I don't pour about half of the bottle inside my little <laughs> shaker cup. <laughs> I got about four shots of Patron in here. Ooh, let me go get me a bottle. Of, let me get me a bottle of water. Ah, crap. Oh, I got a splash of that. Let me put a little bit more watermelon juice, and then put. Ooh, a little let me taste yeah, it. Yeah, I ain't gonna shake it because I had shaked this yesterday <laughs> and this thing squirted all over me. No it's point strong. in it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna do like this. I'm gonna rock it back and forth. It's so crazy. I'm so bootleg. I got this thing in my neutral bullet cup. No, you kind of official, girl, because I just pulled all my shit together and mixed it in my, you know, did a little swirl in the glass. That's all I did. You all official and nah, shit. Bro. We're gonna go. We're gonna go ahead and get started because DJ is making the official drink with the blender and all that kind of shit. She's doing too much. Um, no, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm gonna hop my. Well, no, I ain't gonna put the jalapeno in yet. Nah, go ahead. (laughs) All right. So today we are gonna be talking about police brutality. We are gonna be talking about. I don't know, I'm putting up air quotes for those of you who are listening and not watching. Um, black on black crime, which is not a thing. Um, we're gonna be talking about, we're just gonna get into it. Talk about today's world events. Uh, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, George Floyd, all of it. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about what's going on, what pro- police brutality is, what, sh- what, what we should be doing about it, what we shouldn't be doing and how we should be feeling, how we shouldn't be feeling. And I actually do a lot of the talking all the time. So I actually just want to throw it off to our guests. I'm very excited to have our first guest ever on Keeping It One on One. So thank you so much for coming. Um, thank you. Please, please, can you tell us what your 
definition, your understanding of police brutality is and what you think of the term black on black crime? All right. So um, essentially me being a, a young black man from Meridian, Mississippi, uh, also grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, definitely have a lot of experience uh, dealing with police using police brutality, AKA in my opinion, which would be excessive force. I mean, you're talking to a brother that's been handcuffed way too tight over parking violations, slammed on top of police cars because someone said that I stole something even though I didn't have any pockets and a lime green shirt. And I was jogging in a neighborhood in which I lived in, which uh, shout out to Mr. Aubrey. It's an unfortunate thing, but I kind of think now that that could have been me, you know, because I was jogging in a neighborhood that I'm familiar with. I lived in minding my own business. Next thing I know, these cops, hey, we heard it's a burglar, blah, 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 blah. Where's your ID? I don't have an ID. I don't have pockets. I'm running in my neighborhood. I live right there. Boom. Next thing we know, you know, I'm on the ground, then I'm on the car, they're wrestling with me. Cop was being extremely aggressive, uh, threatening, of course, to throw me in jail for uh, burglary and stuff like that. And luckily, I had some uh, neighbors that came out and were able to uh, defend me and basically say, hey, you know, well, this guy lives here. Like, what, he what, what the name is white? Uh, one of them was an older white lady and one of them was a, a black dude that was a little bit older than me, but he had like his military outfit on, so they kind of chilled out a little bit on that, but I mean, they were really tripping. I mean, I was able to go back and grab my ID and show it to him. You know, the address is match was supposed to be here. So that's like one of my experiences with uh, a little bit of police brutality. I didn't have any like bruises or any scars or anything like that, but it was just excessive force. The cop was trying his hardest to incite some sort of violence between us. Uh, he came in being ultra aggressive, like they can be sometimes. Yeah, uh, I'm a bigger dude. Yeah, he, he was trying to bait me into doing something like he was probably maybe five, six, five, seven. I'm about six, one. At the time I was probably 275, big dude. And, you know, he was just coming at me, and I'm like, what the hell? Even his partner was like, hey, yo, whatever his name is at the time, chill out. So um, that is what I kind of feel like. I feel like when it comes to uh, police brutality, it's an abuse of power. Like, you have these police officers that are usually nerds, dorks, uh, guys that can't get any girls in high school, or they were picked on, uh, short guys. Uh, No offense to all my friends that are short, but, you know, short guys. They get a little bit of power and then they get out of control. You have some people that are so intimidated by seeing a black man that they're, you know, they can't wait to exercise their perceived dominance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's funny. It's funny you brought up the whole power thing because one of the things that I feel like police brutality and and y'all don't murder me for saying this, but I don't really always think that uh, police brutality is about race. Um, I do think that. Uh, police sometimes have what I would call a God complex, right? They have this power. It's like this uniform makes me powerful. This uniform makes me God. It makes me better than you. So how dare you talk sideways to me? How dare you look at me that way? How dare you, you know, talk back to me? How dare you question why I stopped you? Um, Mm -hmm. And then going, being, being black in on top of that is like, oh, you're based on stereotypes you're a lesser citizen than i am so i'm a cop you're 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 a peasant and then on top of that you're a black peasant you know it is like i'm so much better than you and so they they use this force to kind of throw their weight around and you know i don't know if it makes them racist i really hate that term it's always really it's hard for me to kind of even talk about the race aspect of it, but whatever it is, you know, it's unnecessary, mm-hmm. it's wrong, it's evil. And I think that we have a long way to go in America. It's sad. I'm gonna it let y'all sad. know like this, just a little bit of background on me. Um, in ninth grade, I, I went to this um, this school and we had a basketball court. The whites would be on one side. The blacks would be on the other side. And, like, if wow. you were black, you could not cross that line. And Was I remember one time. 
This was in Mississippi in, in wow. 2000, maybe two, maybe 2003. And a black dude crossed yeah. the line, N-words was flying, Cracker was flying, stuff like that. It was all out race where we was all fighting in there. And like, we all got suspended, the black people. We got out of school suspension. Some of the black people, I mean, some of the white people, they got in school suspension. And like, I, I remember just being so heated. I'm like, look, we didn't even start that. Like, one of yeah. our guys went over there to get a ball and then they started with us. But of course they went, no, they, they were calling us crackers and blah, 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 which we weren't. And it's just like, so I, being that deep in the South. And then the other thing is like with y'all both being from Florida, I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. venture to this part of town, but Middleburg, extremely racist, you know, you like know, out but of I've been the Ocean racist. Way. Yeah, but okay, I've been the Ocean so Way. Oh, baby, back in the day, Oceanwood was real racist. They used to hang dolls from the tree, black dolls mm. from the tree. Like, First Coast was actually very racist high school back in the day. Like, when my brother and my cousin went to First Coast, my brother's like 10 years older than me. So, when they went at that time, yeah, it was extremely racist. Wow. You know, you wouldn't get caught being in Oceanway at night, being a black person back in the day. Yeah. So I guess my question is, what do you say, DJ, to these people who are like, well, there's black on black crime or we're killing our own in our own community? What are we saying to our friends like that? So I believe there is, there is all types of crime. Crime has no color. We have people who kill each other every day in the same race. Um, now there is black on black crime, there is, there's Spanish on Spanish crime, there's Asian on Asian crime, there's, you know, Arabic, crime. Jew, it's, it's, just, it's just in general crime. Right. But um, it, it's just, it's a really a touchy, it's a touchy situation when people say, you know, black on black crime because I can see it in a way also but I can also see that it's it shouldn't just be black on black crime it's just crime in general every race has their uh, their views on what what side is superior or not just like in Africa like certain certain tribes certain religion is superior than another um, even in Germany, you know, when the whole Holocaust thing came around, you know, you got Nazi Germany and you had the Jews. They felt like the Jews were superior and they had to, you know, go ahead and kill millions and millions of people. Then you have, you know, um, even Asian countries that will kill each other. You have a lot of places around the world that will kill their own race. It's just crime in general, but just as the fact of just racism coming into every country, every every nationality has some type of form of even racism, even down to even Hispanic people. You got Hispanic people who are white Hispanics and these are black Hispanics. And they feel that the black Ooh. Hispanics is less than that. You so seen, it's have just, y'all seen Hotel Rwanda? Yeah. yeah and it was so killing right. people because of their different, the, of their the, different, the, co like of their different no, like cultures and no, societies. Right, they were all black, their features. But there was the Tutsis and the... The what? Hutus. The Hutus and the Hutus, yeah, yeah. and, and then, you know, and, and they were killing those people. Black, but y'all talking about long nose and skin, like, what the fuck? Like, we Different skin color, and then even with yeah. that, even with that, some of the people that they were killing, I think it was the Tutsis, right, they were killing, not the Hutus, yeah. but um, some of the Tutsis actually looked like the Hutus, like they had features, they weren't all light-skinned, they were also dark-skinned. Exactly, so yeah. it... They had to show their love ass. I am Hutu. I am Hutu. I, re I remember a little, you know. Yeah, I mean, but it's crazy though. It yeah. Is very yeah. crazy how, how just racism is, and um, and even police brutality or people using their, their uh, you know, their badges, you know, for authority to enforce pain upon other people. Like you got some people even police officers, you got security people, sometimes you got firefighters, sometimes you got EMTs. Sometimes they're just having a bad day and they take it out on other people or they don't like how their life is going and they take it on other people and then also it does have to deal with race. I mean, I, I've been a part what? of police brutality myself. I, my family has been a part of police brutality. Uh, I was born in Charleston. 
I don't have the I don't have the Geechee accent. I don't have the Gullah accent. I you know I'm just here, but you know, you know, but you know, if anybody knows Charleston, was it's a slavery town. It really was. Now it was you know a black. Now they gentrified it. Now it's not like that anymore. But um, plantation homes are all over that mug though. Yeah, they are, and but they're taken away from the culture of Charleston. Charleston are uh, most of the Charleston people are have West African um, ancestors, and they came over there with rice pickers. That's why we love rice. But at the same time, when they're starting to gentrify it, they're actually taken away from the culture of what South Carolina was or what Charleston what, yeah, is. You know exactly. what I mean? So yeah. they're taking away the basket people. Me and my friend was just talking about this today. We remember the wicker basket people downtown used to make those little sturdy baskets that your grandma would have to put towels and stuff in. Now they got to have like a, a permit to make baskets. They've been doing that for years, years yeah. beyond years. You know, but I was a part of police brutality. Well, my family was part of police brutality. My brother was. Um, he was beaten by the police. Teeth knocked out. I saw it, I ran to the rescue, white cop pulled me by my hair, threw me down, because I'm trying to protect my loved ones, my family, my family member, my brother, my sister came to my rescue, pushed her off of me, and then they arrested me, put me in the car, and it was a real, um, it was a really tough and emotional situation, because all I can see, because I saw what the police did to my brother, and I saw all the police running to him, but I didn't see the aftermath, I didn't see actually what happened, because I was stuck in a police car, but you can hear people screaming, running, let them go, you know, this is that and the third. They put a, a potato sack bag over his head. They knocked his teeth out. Ooh, he was ooh. unconscious. Like, and this happens. And then when you try to do something about it, because the system is so rigged and so fucked that they, it doesn't matter. The police will never be touched. And that's so sad to say, but it's the obvious. They have too much power. Mm-hmm. So even if you try to fight it as a person like me or my family trying to fight that situation, we have videotape all this. And, and the only reason why that whole situation happened was, was because he said the handcuffs was too tight. The handcuffs was cutting into his skin. And that's all he said. Can you let the handcuffs up? The handcuffs too tight. And, um, and they say, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Basically, slammed them face forward on the concrete. All the police started running. I ran this close to hitting the police officer. But you were thug, DJ. Okay. No, it's not about being a thug because I don't like no. the word thug. It's about, it's about the fact that at the end of the day, if you didn't have that badge, you would just be another person in the street. So you're not going to sit here and, and, and abuse a family member of mine who's handcuffed, who can't defend for themselves because they are handcuffed and y'all doing that much damage. Y'all doing that much force on a person who's handcuffed. You yeah. can't do too much yeah. in cuffs. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, that whole situation happened. It was traumatizing, you know. And even down to, you can hear about all the, the complaints and, um, and of the filing of the complaints, even with downtown Jacksonville with JSO, even in the jail, those police officers are horrible. Like, it's a lot of things that go on in downtown that nobody talks about, but you can hear people getting beat up in solitary. You can, even in the prison system, some people, I know somebody personally where their son was in prison and she got a call one day saying that her son died and she was like well when did he die he died he died like a couple of days before they even called her so she went down there to go pick up his body and they cremated him oh my gosh they can't they so not she even couldn't even get an autopsy of a death wow that he had like it, like when i tell you stuff like this really does happen and us as just as Americans and even black Americans in order to change the situation that's happening, you have to change the laws that are put in place to put us in these type of certain situations or these helpless situations. Like if you want to change both, you got to get some of these racist ass judges out of the, um, out of the office. You got to get some of these racist ass prosecutors out of the office. You got to get some of these mayors out of the office, people who need to, we got to get the ones who's making these laws. (laughs) Y'all, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because Donald, like, man, some of the shit. Have y'all seen hey, some first of the all, shit he first has of been all, posting? Hey, it's MAGA night tonight. First of all, he blew my mind. No, but, yeah, he, he said his what? It's, he said it's MAGA night tonight. 
yeah, the protesters last night was out protesting and it didn't have anything to do with the memory of George, but it's okay because it's MAGA night tonight. And then from what I read, he also lied about um, the conversation that he had with the, the Floyds. Um, essentially, he was oh, wow. saying, yeah, I could tell how when I called in, just hearing my voice just, you know, brought such great feelings to these people. And then the brother came out and was like, hey, I was trying to actually tell him, you know, about the different situations and ask him about police re reform. And he blew me off. Like, he just would over talk me or just ignore what I'm saying. It was just like, hey, I'm on the phone. You shut up. I'm going to say my thing. Be blessed that I'm even on the phone. So, Scripted. yeah, we definitely wow. got Yeah, bullshit. What blew my yeah. mind is that he was saying that, you know, he gives permission for the National Guard to shoot. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. The shooting starts. Mm -hmm. I thought that was terrible. That was, so, said, that was so terrible. Then he said... First of all, Twitter was supposed the... to suspend his account. I don't even know how he got that reestablished. No, they never suspended his account, but they're like... He was like, he didn't know where it came from. But you know what? I... I think I have been really, really vocal this time about it, right? Because it happens so often and it's it's that like the the Ahmad situation threw me for a loop, y'all. Like that shit threw me. And it threw me that for what, two, three months, like there was no arrest in that situation. And it's like everybody was trying to cover it up. Like because everybody they, was, no, because they took the word of a retired cop, a retired investigator. You know, not all these people are true. And at the end of the day, those people are going to help their people, regardless. Right, that's what was coming up. Like law, like law enforcement. They ain't taking the word. They, they, I mean, at the end of the day, in order to make us like, you can't just shoot people. Like there's, I, I just don't understand. Like I don't understand the logic behind any of it. It was. It was all, all, all fucked up. But I think, so there was uh, Breonna Taylor, then there was Ahmad, then there was George Floyd, right? Well, so, forget about, like, um... back, the back, the back, and now I'm pissed. And then I got these... It was one more person, though, wasn't it? No, it was that Cooper dude um, with oh the Amy God. Cooper lady. Oh, my God. Yeah, I already told oh, you. Oh, yeah. That. The said, little bird Chris, watcher. Christian Cooper. I was like, yeah. she should be charged with attempted murder because that's what she was trying to do. She was trying to get him murdered by the police. I that's said, what she yeah. said. What she said, she was like, "Oh, I'm going to call the police and tell them there's a black man or trying to hurt right. me or something like right. that." Like, what? Yeah, and she said it like, and she even let out that little fake ass scream when she was on the phone with the police. Yeah, like, trying you, to make it. Yeah, are you just to lighten up the situation? Mm, I was reading an article about her. Don't try and like not, not even like not like you know, but just a just a little point, like just a little laugh right now, you know, because of all this crazy stuff that's going on. It's just too much. But I was reading a little article about her, and I told Lauren about this that she returned the dog the same day. <laughs> I was like, Lord, this lady, she just don't want it for nothing. But then. But no, but then even after that, it happened with those three black guys in their Oh, um, in the gym. Oh my God, yes. This next so, day. Oh my God. It's just too much. It's too much, right? And so the thing about it is, is I want to, more so than anything, I'm like, okay, this is fucked up. And this is blatant and this is obvious at this point, right? So mm -hmm. where are my white friends? Where, 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 what are they saying? What are they doing? What are they posting? So, I don't know if I told you, DJ, did I tell you I text our colleague? I talked about it. Uh-uh. Hold on. Ooh. I text the guy that used to work with us. Tall. Blue eyes. Guy. We're going to name Blue Eyes. Oh, okay. I told you I text him, right? No, I remember the conversation that you had and then what he said afterwards. Yeah, said, yeah okay. okay. That's, what That's what I'm talking about. So, I had, yeah, oh, I had right. Okay, okay. I, I, he shall remain unnamed. We're gonna call him Blue Eyes. The right? Blue Eyes. But um, it's really funny because this guy is actually mixed. His mother is black. She's Jamaican. Um, his father is white. And however, he looks white. His skin is white. 
So if you do not know him personally, he had never told you that his mother was a Jamaican, she was black, you would not, you, you couldn't tell from looking at him, right? And what's really interesting to me is it's almost as if he identifies as being white. So I text him one morning and I said, hey, are you going to post about the murder of George Floyd? And he was like, I don't post on social media about current events, but I seen the video on CNN and it was eye-opening. Bitch, what do you mean it was eye-opening? Like, it just, it just, it, it I, I, I was tempted to block him, you know what I'm saying? And I, I thought you did block him. Well, I did, but I had to unblock him because then later on I had a question about Excel, so I texted him because I needed help. <laughs> But then, but then I was tripping because I, I text him, I unblocked him, I text him, and then I was like, oh, I could have just pinged him. So then I pinged him at work. Anyway, but, you know, I really try, I, I'm a really fair person, you know, and I think when it came down to Donald Trump and people voting for Donald Trump, I am, I, I truly believe in a, a person's right to choose and they, to have their own religion and to have their own morals and to have their own values. So when it came down to people, you know, their political beliefs, their religious beliefs, um, I don't, I don't disown people. I don't end friendships over your personal beliefs because I yeah. truly believe they're based off of your experiences and what's important to you. And that's fine. Right. But this shit right here, like I told DJ, me and DJ, we kind of had an argument because I told her, I said, at the end of the day, if you can't give me a oh, that's messed up, or it's, that's, that I'm so sad, or that hurt my heart to watch. If you're not expressing no fucking emotion that a black man was murdered on video on the street by a police officer who kept his neck, his, his knee in that man's neck for almost three minutes after he was already fucking dead, if you don't have no feeling about that, I don't want you around me. Like, what, we, we don't have to talk, we don't, what, what do we have to talk about and I'm not real religious, but the Bible says, what does light have to do with darkness? And bitch, if you ain't got no feelings, you are dark. Okay? And I am the light. Uh, I learned so, this a long Adonis, time ago. I, I, wa I want to see what he says about, you know, what you did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I learned this. Um, I, I used to work inside a, a bank that will not be named at this time. We know and he, I he remember used work, he used to work with me, DJ. This is how I know him. We all work at the This is not with place. you. No, okay. I definitely did. But this was, yeah, this was before that. So uh -huh. I was at work. The verdict came in for the George Zimmerman case. And yeah. I remember this girl, I knew that she was for, what was his name at the time? He was running against Barack Obama, uh, Mitt Romney. She was a Romney supporter. Mm -hmm different stuff like that. And I remember she was like elated that George Zimmerman beat the case. And I was over there like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, and from that point on, I just learned like, for me, I'm not trying to be your friend. I'm not going to give you that extra energy. I'm not going to block you. I'll mute you, but I'm not going to block you. Uh, but at the end of the day, these people, they turn a blind eye to everything that does not affect and that, that goes for white mm -hmm. or black people because you got to treat not okay. the same way. I, I do, it's definitely I do. not. Well, I'm not condoning I, it. That, that's funny like, that you I said that. To, I, that. I used to that. get online. I'd be yelling bitches and motherfuckers. I'd be cussing people out. <laughs> I'd get banned from Twitter. I'd be sitting in Facebook jail, all of that. And it was but like... What? I was just going to say, it's funny that you say that, right? About, you know, they don't really care about what doesn't affect them and that's black or white. Um, and that's true, right? So there, are, mm -hmm. I think that's where the whole uh, looters, the black looters and the black rioters come in at. You know, they feel like this the the situation doesn't affect them, so this is a time for them to just get out and act the mother to act the fool. Okay. The opportunist. Yeah, there's the opportunist. And this is an opportunity for people to act the way they really want to act right now. But get away with it. But I guess I'm just trying to understand how can they feel like <clears throat> this doesn't affect them. I don't know if anybody believes or has ever heard the quote that an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And I know that's more typical to happen among the black community, 
but there have been some injustices when it comes to white people. I don't know if y'all seen that video um, a couple of years back of the, it was, the actually, it was a white kid, I think he's like 14 or 15, who got beat by the police officer, Tay, I can't remember, they, they, they did a number on him and he was actually like in the hospital paralyzed um, for wow. some time, but his dad was a police officer. And and this was a and this, so it's happened to a white a white kid and so I don't want to pretend like police brutality doesn't affect white people. Um, it may be more talked about among black people, but I think what we have to realize is police brutality. Anybody can get it. You know, it it, ha it can happen to anybody. And we Anybody. can't just think that because the news is only reporting on police brutality of black people that it does not happen to white people because it's that's not the case. Yes, we are disproportionately stopped, beat, overcharged, oversentenced mm -hmm. as African Americans, but that it's not to say that those things do not happen to white people. So it takes me back to a threat to uh, just, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, including for you white people. So for you all, for white people to turn a blind eye and to think that it doesn't affect them, nothing affects anybody until it does. So that right one. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And so like for me right now, I'm in a very I'm in a very tough place because like adult like like you said, you know, I might unfollow you. I don't want to see your Trump rhetoric or whatever but mm -hmm. this is tough this is difficult for me you know I have I, I don't talk about my son a lot you know in a public forum but you know my son suffers from impulse control issues you know he has intermittent explosive disorder so my son my now he's nine now I think he was eight or seven when he did it but I mean my son in an episode has headbutted a police officer that scares me because in today's climate, he can, they would kill him. You know what I'm saying? They are killing, yeah. they are killing people for less, right? George Floyd presented a fake, a counterfeit $20 bill, which mm -hmm. he probably didn't even know was fake. He did. Yeah. He's dead. So, you know, I, I just feel like it's, it's disheartening for me. If you can't, if you can't say anything, I don't, like I told DJ, I don't expect much, right? I had a friend who made a post that says, I'm not black, but I see you. I'm not black, but I hear you. I'm not black, but I'm more with you. I'm not black, but I will fight for you. And I feel like that was, that was enough for me. You know what I'm saying? It was enough for me to know, to, to keep her on my page, right? These other people who ain't got shit to say, you know, I don't typically do this. But this ain't your everyday typical situation. You know, wake the fuck up. Stand up. You know, if you don't stand for anything, you fall for absolutely anything. And so I'm just, I'm sick of it. Like, I'm sick of it. I went out today and I joined a protest with my little Black Lives Matter hat on and my little All Lives Can't Matter until Black Lives Matter shirt, and I it was it was a it was a beautiful sight to see white people out there. It was a beautiful sight that people with uh, Muslims for Black Lives Matter, Asians for Black Lives Matter. It was such a beautiful thing to see people come together in support of Black Lives because that whole All Lives Matter shit, that All Lives All Matter the blue shit. Lives. Oh, the blue lives. But the whole thing about it is, is it's, so, it's so fucking cliche, right? If we are telling you it appears to us that black lives don't matter, how could you say that all lives matter? And I'll just you, even point to like a meme that I've seen that kind of like for the people that are going to pretend like they're so dumb that they don't understand it. It's all lives matter is like a, a whole neighborhood. And black lives matter is one house in that neighborhood. I mean, within the neighborhood, you have white lives, you have Asian lives, you have Arabic lives, all the other lives. The Black Lives Matter is on fire. So you saying all lives matter means the fire department should come and spray all the houses with water. Equally, yep. Equally. When the only one that needs the help right now is the black Amen. lives. So it's like, just yeah. take that for it. And one more thing that I wanted to get to, and this is just something that I noticed. Black people, 
you don't have to write these posts, retweet these posts, appeasing cops, appeasing your white friends. Fuck them. You know, they, they know better. If they're really your friend and they're really cool with you, they know your feelings on white people. They know your feelings on police. We know not all white people are bad. We know not all police are bad. So just like a lot of that stuff just seems so phony to me. Like you almost feel like you're inclined to include them in our struggle by saying, oh, you know, well, I want to let y'all know that my friend Shelly, she's a good white person. Involved. We that, know that. I, we don't have to know that. I, I, I have like, seen that. Like they're like, I haven't what, seen what? that yet. No, so like one girl, I, 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 I commented on one. So like my friend posted, she was like, I don't know in this world, da da da. da I'm glad I know some dope white people or whatever. So I commented. I said they only dope if they speaking out. They only, you know, what I'm saying like, are they speaking out? Because they're only dope if they're speaking out. And she was like, they are. I was like, well, good for them. But they don't. This is not the time to be praising them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I but. But in all honesty, though, I am super, I think I'm super proud at, at this moment. So I do want to, you know, just give a shout out to these white people because, like, I've seen a meme that says, you know, even white people are sick, are sick of other white people's racist bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I, I feel that, right? And just being out there and even seeing the crowds out in other cities around, it makes me feel hopeful, right? It's like we can't we can't get our agenda done on our own. We need their white privilege. And so to know that we actually kind of have it and a lot of them have our back, you know, Governor Cuomo, you know what he said today, I'm with the protesters. You know what I'm saying? So I I Make sure you add a uh, a drops mic boom sound effect in for right now. Okay. I am with the protesters. Boom. So, you know, it, it's, it really is a great thing, but I want to just switch back to black on black crime just for a second and just okay. say that the whole, the whole, I think people are acting stupid when they talk about black on black crime because we all know, just like they say, when a crime, I'm not going to say, you know, black crime, when, when any crime is committed and it's not a police officer, that person is going to go to jail if they don't kill them first. Uh-huh. Um, they are going to, they're going to go to jail. They're going to be tried, convicted, and they're going to be sentenced and go to jail, right? So it's, it's, it's like comparing apples and oranges, right? We're not saying that it's okay for black people to kill black people or white people to kill white people and that we don't care about it. What we're saying is when a cop kills an innocent person and he, he uses ex- excessive force and he does things that are outside of their training, that they should mm-hmm. also be tried, convicted, and sentenced. That, that is the issue. And without us applying so much pressure, much pressure. to mm-hmm. these people to do it, it should just naturally occur. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's one of the things, too. But you want to know what? Y'all think that is really that easy, and it's really not. So I know with a situation where where there was, in Jacksonville, like a police brutality within JSO, first they have to go through, like, their internal investigations. And sometimes those internal investigation people don't really do their job properly because at the end of the day, it's internal. But sometimes they may get somebody who may be, a, if you find out that the per- person who's doing your case is not adequately like doing your case, or they're not really trying to look at the evidence to see who's right and who's wrong, then you're able to go to somebody else on a higher level who could do that. But in most cases, people don't take it that far. You got to realize when some of this stuff happens, people keep quiet about it. They don't speak up about it. So it's going to continue to happen until it can't happen no more until they get more complaints about more officers or more judges who wrongly convict people or more whole prosecutors who, who, who try to manipulate the system, get little deeds done to you and all other type of stuff. So I the just think that just as a people, we just have to speak up more about it. Not when something that we see, you know, on video, then we speak up. No, because it does happen every day, but some people do keep quiet because they feel like they're hopeless. 
I can well, I think that. the process is also, it's very interesting that you said that too, because the process is also very cumbersome. Um, it is. It and, very and much it's is. funny because Bakari Sellers was even just saying earlier today that the reason why charges were not brought against the officers in uh, at the Eric Garner case is because the standard to charge officers um, federally is so high. You know, yep. and so he, he's saying that you, you've got, they shouldn't be unreachably high and they're insanely high. And you, you know, know what? I was looking at, yeah, okay. So I'm a SVU junkie, right? Uh, Law and Order SVU junkie. But there was an episode I was just looking at today, and I did not know this myself, that judges actually cannot be prosecuted. They are, they are bound by immunity. Yes. Like, and judges do mostly the oh, worst. Well, and yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah. They're they, bound by immunity they, to a certain extent. But right, they are bound by immunity. Like, you can't even arrest a judge in, their, in your own house, in their own house. It's against yeah. it. So, but it's going to be so, it, it would take so much to charge that judge with misconduct. Yeah. It's like, it would take so much to, to try an officer with misconduct. It, but it's the same, it's the same thing with attorneys it's like obviously it's oh yeah prosecutorial misconduct but there it's not like it, it doesn't arise to the level to where they, they can be arrested there are no real real checks and balances when it comes to um attorneys and judges and and, and police so but what i was going to say was one of the things that Kamala harris was saying too is that the police should not be invested so it's typically the da's office um, who does an investigation and makes a determination. And so she was saying that the police should not be investigating the police. And one of the things mm -hmm. that was um, that was implemented in the Obama-Biden era was an independent uh, investigation, but that was taken away, obviously, during the Trump era. So there are some things, and I, and I am a big, uh, you know, President Obama put together a task force um, and, may, and they came up with this uh, report and recommendation on things that, you know, police stations or police, um, whatever you want, I don't know, police stations could do to basically create a better environment and relationship with their community. And mm -hmm. not a lot of police stations even implemented a lot of these things. And mm -hmm. so it's almost like they don't care. So when we are protesting you know when we're out there walking in the streets you know we need to know what we're marching for yeah we know we want them to end police brutality but how do we want you know what are we requesting that they do how are they going to end this are we asking for additional training and when we finish marching are we following up what's the game um, plan for all of this with with the, with the, game what's the end plan? goal what's the, what's end, the end goal, end goal? And are, we, are we making so are we besides being out there marching are we signing petitions? Are we telling them what we to want? change that to change certain rules on how maybe the police can be prosecuted? Maybe they shouldn't oh, have so much leeway. Exactly. You know what I mean? All of that. All of that. All of that. And I do. And I. And I. I really wish people understood. So, like, I get police are afforded a certain a certain you know protection or a certain right right so no mm -hmm. when a police shoots a person they're not going to automatically get arrested right because they have a job to do and so mm -hmm. they do have to investigate right as investigate once they once, and, once and, their and, weapon and, is shot right and whereas you know as a citizens if we shoot somebody we don't have a right so we're going to get arrested mm -hmm. immediately so there's a difference there However, I do feel like when you made the decision that he should no longer be a part of your police department, that that, that you clearly had enough evidence to also arrest at that time, right? Because mm -hmm. you're not firing somebody if they didn't do anything wrong, right? So mm -hmm. I just think that we have a long way to go. And I think it's so important, you know, for when November comes, we're going to do our politics one-on-one uh, -on -one episode coming up probably yeah. closer to the election time. But um, mm -hmm. I think it's so important to get out there and, you know, make sure we vote for in the presidential election, mm -hmm. but also, also on every local, level in our local every level, level. Every even our level local level, you got to get certain these these certain 
judging. Because the, yeah, because like you know the mm. the the the, the, um, the coroner's report the came out, the autopsy came out. You know, the coroner is a, a, a an elected position in most states. You know, mm -hmm. are these are, have our governors spoken now? You know, Governor Cuomo did. What the hell, Rick Scott? Wait, is Rick Scott still out? Who is our governor right now? Ain't Rick Scott? Oh, it is Rick Scott. Okay, what has Rick Scott? <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't sure. Has Rick Scott said, <laughs> what, what has he said? He ain't said shit. His ass gotta go. You know? I think he may have said something. I don't know. I think he may have. He hasn't said anything like today, but I think he said something like a day or two ago. What he said? He's Maybe right. about this. I think. I think. Don't quote me. Put us on don't pause. Me, but I know, some, talk, I know no, one no, of these You know what? I'm going uh, I'm not in that state, so. What did your man speak on it? Adolphus, uh, is your, is your mayor? I, I don't is have your a mayor? mayor. I live in a small town. I don't have a mayor. <laughs> we got did, like a city council. Did your governor speak on it? I, I haven't heard a word. What's the people call who being them? Um, oh, he got a share. Listen, let me tell you. Oh, I didn't. Let me tell you. My, let me tell you. My girl, like, I'm at a point right now where anybody can get cut off, right? So oh, I, God. I was on the way to the protest, and my grandma called me. And she was like, what you doing? I was like, I'm on my way to a protest. She was like, why are you going there? I sent a protest. I just pulled it up real quick, and it says Rick Scott sides with Donald Trump uh, as far as the when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Oh, yeah. That's what he did say something. That's what he said. He said something. He got to go. He said something. Y'all go vote. Rick Scott got Oh, no, he did that. That's what I'm saying. He said something. I know I saw his name somewhere. My grandma, my grandma was like, "Why are you going out?" I was like, "It's a protest," and she was like, "Protest what?" I said, "Police brutality." She was like, "Baby," she was like, "You don't need to get involved." And I was like, "You know, you don't want to disrespect your grandma." That's my grandma. I love her. She's the sweetest person I know. But I was like, "Don't get involved." How was your grandma? Right. I don't know, like seventy something. But she was times now. But I, you know what? I get that. I think I think her don't get involved was more religious than anything, because she sent me a scripture, uh, Proverbs, and the it basically said that God hates six things, and the last one of the things that it said was that um, a person who stirs conflict in the community, mm -hmm. and I it kind of made me mad. I'm like, mm, Granny, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about you know you right now because if you think that. Exercising our legal right. If you think, Granny, if you think that exercising our constitutional right to protest is stirring up conflict in the community, I got a problem with that. I don't care who you are. I have a problem with that. And so, you know, I don't know because I, I tried to call her back afterwards and I didn't get a chance to talk to her. Um, just mm -hmm. to see, you know what her basis was for that where she was coming from maybe she thought that we were going to riot as opposed to actually protest you know maybe there are some underlying things but i really want people around i want to be surrounded by people who are not afraid when something comes up to stand up you know for themselves and mm -hmm. this even you know no no shot at you dj but hell you be pissing me off sometimes at work because you be speaking to me about our boss and i'll be like girl go tell him don't don't See, this is the thing. See, this is the this is the thing about. So this is the thing about Lauren. Lauren is a very vocal person, right? She's very out there in your face. She don't like it. She gonna tell you, have the last word, and it's done, right? Me, I'm more of a sit back, take it in, figure out a way to handle it, and go from there. Everybody's not like you, Lauren. You have to understand that just because someone's now not loud or in oh, your wait, face. I want to say loud. Right up, well, you oh, are loud right, right now. Well, she is loud right now, Adonis, ain't she? <laughs> no, let me change my words. Just because someone's not as vocal as you or just, you know, so up there doesn't mean that they may not be on the back end doing something about it or even thinking about doing something about it or how can they change it in some way. You don't know if that person has signed petitions. You don't know if that person had actually called in to the district attorney's office to go ahead and get that man done. You don't know that. So you saying because they're not, you don't see action with them, them physically doesn't mean that they went on the back end and did something about it. So you can't be like that. You know what I mean? I you, just, you just can't do that. I agree, because I'd be like, DJ, do this. And she'd be like, I did. What? I, I like, hate you. 
I'm like, well, do it again. Shit, I don't. What you want me to do over here? And y'all know. No, what I, let me tell you something. Obviously, I'm like, bro. I don't, you know, I was like, oh my god, Lord, because I'm a real, I'm a real. Um, Too sensitive. I'm just like a very person. I just don't like confrontation. I don't yeah. deal with it very well. I start to stutter when I get in arguments. I'm like, you know what? You ain't about to embarrass me with my stutterousness, <laughs> so it's not about to happen. But. That doesn't mean that nobody doesn't care, though. Like, it's just like even with grieving, you may have somebody who may be grieving, hooting and hollering on the floor, rolling around, crying, making a fit. And then you got this other person who sit back, relax, and they may not just be saying anything. But that doesn't mean that that person who's hooting and hollering is grieving more than the person who's quiet. Why well, I feel like you're taking up for these white people. I'm a girl. I'm not taking up for nobody. I'm just saying that. No, not everyone is like, oh, I'm going out. I'm going to go ahead and post this. I'm going to go ahead and do this. But that also does not mean that they're not doing something on the back end. That may not be just so up front in the front lines. You know what I mean? It's just like you got the army. You got the people who's in front doing the battles, and then you got somebody who's over there watching in the background, make sure no no freaking drones and nothing drop bombs on them and stuff like that, who's sending missiles off. You got people like that who just sit in the back. You got people who's in the front. I agree. I mean, I do agree. I agree with that, and I understand that everybody's not loud like Lauren. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Now, now um, I'm about to hear this when we get off this. We'll get off this call. Lord, no. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know what? I really want people though. It's it's funny. It's funny though because. People tend to say I'm loud or I'm combative or I'm aggressive or whatever um, because I do. You're not that. You're just strongly opinionated, and that's not a problem. You you want to hear. You're going to make people hear you, and that's okay. You're just that type of person. You're going to hear me if you like it or not. That's how you <laughs> are. Insulted. I don't like it. Don't no, like it's not insulted. Is it? Is I, that an insult? <clears throat> No, that's the truth. Not. So it's, it's definitely to, it's, yeah. you're just that type of person. That's in your personality. I just, I just feel like, but I feel like it should be everybody's personality, and not necessarily to be loud. So even if you're soft spoken and you don't like confrontation, I still think that it's okay to go into places that are uncomfortable when you are in order to stand up for yourself, and that is what I want. That that is what I want, and that is my expectation um, of people. You know, mm-hmm. I think, and I don't think that that's a bad expectation. If you, if something wrong is happening to you, stand up for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you can be the quietest. But people, like, but like she's trying to say, people can stand up in other ways. Like, um, no, you went marching today. What if I said, okay, well, like for my situation. When Keith Lamont Scott was murdered here, I live on the outskirts of Charlotte, but when he was murdered here, uh, that was a few years ago, I went out there, I marched, I had a good time. I got my black ass back in before it got dark because the niggas was wilding, but that's my story. Mm-hmm. This time, if you follow me on social media, I broke my toe two weeks ago. Can't really go out there, but you know, I'm send- I-, I reached out to some people about sending out some water, potentially sending out masks. Um, I yeah. also like donated some money to George Floyd uh, via PayPal. So I did those little things and see me, I've grown to the point where I don't need to tell the world what I did. What I do. People that know my character, they know, hey, if, if I had a broke pinky toe, I'd be out there marching with y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but in this scenario, what am I going to do? You, you know, put a mark with a damn p- a broke pinky toe. But see, no, but see, but he did. But the thing about it is, yeah. he did things outside of that. I, but yeah. I, I feel like I feel like I'm being attacked. But you're let not, me just let me just he say did things this. outside of that. Let me say this. I don't. I, I'm not talking about what action people are taking. You know, I honestly just want to know that people care. Like I just want to see that. You are human, and you seem. Or you're shot. not gonna get that out of everybody. No, I understand that, but why? And because is that is that too much to ask? Then that would be the question on why this is happening. We would never know the answer. We would never know why people think the way they do. 
We will never know why people have so much anger the way they do have against certain people. We will never know the reasons why or however they came up with certain things that that controls our country. We just would never understand it. Yeah, we may get certain things about it to kind of get a gist of it, but we would never understand. And one thing you can never try to make someone do is feel something. People are going to do what they want to do, and people are going to feel how they want to feel. You cannot force that. That's not in your power at all. I, I agree with that, too, but is it wrong for me to then say that I don't want to deal with these type of people? No, because you have that right. No, that's your choice. That is up to you. That's your choice. That is your choice. Just like it's their choice not to say nothing. It's their choice not to say it. All right, I got some people. I know for one thing, I bet not be on that block list. I don't know, DJ. You've been a little suspect tonight. You you might be on the block list for a few days until the next episode. How have have I been suspect? My God. Don't call me loud. You call me loud. <laughs> I told y'all about to hear about this loud face so much. But let me tell you something. For somebody who's in personal experience, someone who grew up in uh certain type of neighborhoods and things like that, this is just in a sense it shouldn't be a norm, but it has become one. It's been plenty of times where every single time in my neighborhood or on my street there's cops, there's shooting, there's killings, there's something every single day. You know what I mean? Like not to say that it's okay, because it's not, but it has become the norm of society now. It's normal for us to see people getting killed on social media. Now it's normal for these kids to go to school, and now the school's getting shot up. This shit never happened really back in the day. But, I mean, it, it's, it's not right. We got to change it, but we got to change it in the right way, and we got to sit down and organize on how we can change the situation that's at hand. That's what we got to work on. Them Amen. going out here burning out buildings, okay, it, it may be a purpose. It happened when way back, way back in the day before I was even born, when I think it was Rodney King when he had got beaten by the cops and they did this whole big old thing before. But now you got people who are breaking in Dior, Hermes, Louis Vuitton, Icebox Jury, you know, even some people breaking into black-owned businesses and actually taking their stuff because <laughs> they're not listening. They're not looking. And that's the problem. Like, y'all giving all this energy with breaking in these buildings, but now one person has broken to the place to actually call the police on that man. Now one person has boycotted a, a bus out that window of that, of, of that store. They but have that, not yet. I, I mean, so... Because, no, 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 no. In the perfect example of what I'm saying is, the perfect example mm-hmm. of what I'm saying is, you remember that back in the day, not back in the day, a couple of years ago, where that little Spanish boy had got killed in, in, in New York, and they had sliced him up with a machete, and it was filmed, right? Mm-hmm. They boycotted that bodega that he got killed in, and that shit got shut down. What's going on with the story that's going on with now? I mean, they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything wrong, though. Like that's, I, I, that's now. See, so, so, so you can't. So that's the thing. You can't. You can't say what you're saying and say they did no wrong because they're the reason why it was twenty dollars. Is not that serious. So, okay. So let me clarify. Let me clarify though. Right. It was nothing that they did maliciously. Right. It was nothing that they had never done before. That the store owner no, even said, from what I from what I've heard from what I've heard on, they actually have on. done this before. That's my point. That's my point. The store owner actually that's that's my point. Like it wasn't like oh this is a black man let me call on this black man. It was nothing malicious that they did. They typically when they are presented with fake money they call the police. The police come out depending on the amount they confiscate the bill and they write a citation. So that store owner said. That those police officers were doing way too much. It w- it should have just been a normal confiscate the bill from the from the store owner, write that person the citation or a ticket to appear. So everything else that happened, they did not intend for that to happen. Them calling the police was not an Amy Cooper thing. There was no malice intent behind what they did. So I don't think that they should be, you know, now maybe we should be up at Amy Cooper door burning her shit down or, you know, you know, uh, vandalizing her shit. I don't understand why Amy Cooper ain't been arrested yet. I don't understand why we're not pushing for Amy Cooper to be arrested because, you know, she she tried to get that man murdered. Even if it's something as simple as a false police report or misuse of 911, 
whatever. She hasn't been charged, you know? So let's not pick and choose, you know, what but, we want to do. But the thing about it is, is that you're saying that, okay, the store called the police on the man, but they saw that the police was doing too much. But did they speak up and tell him, like, hey, it's not that serious. You ain't got to arrest him. Let's just call it a day if they saw that it was going too out of hand. They called the police. They had their right to stop. But you just said that everybody ain't loud. It's not even. It's not loud. It's not being loud. It's about being right. If they saw that something was going wrong with the whole situation, then say, okay, you know what, sir? It's okay. It's okay. No, that's what I'm saying. It's okay. It's okay. Do 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 you mind? Like you know. It's okay. It's just twenty dollars. We're just calling. Blah 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 blah. And they could have kept it. That man was out the store and around the corner and down the street. So they probably it was already in his car. He was already yeah, in his so car, they, but that's so the, the store owners is not witness. They're not witnessing all of this, you know, as it's going down. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I want to because we're almost out of time. So I do want to get to our discipline of the week. But at the end of the day, it's it's it's, it's to the point where we have to even be cautious. We have to stop and think when we see somebody committing a crime or doing something wrong. We should not have to stop and say, should I call the police? If I call the police, is this going to result in this person's death? You know, because it's the same thing, right? Even even me as a Black woman who has been through a relationship that where there was domestic violence, I think today, if I was in that, if I had a relationship with domestic violence, I would even fear calling the police because, yes, I don't. I don't condone domestic violence, but I'm like, damn, do I want this person to die? Which, you know, it can very possibly happen if I call the police on that on this person. We should not be afraid to call for the people who are supposed to be peacemakers, peacekeepers, the people who are supposed to protect and serve. So the fact that the fact that those people called the police, rightfully so. Right. They didn't, there was no malice intent. They rightfully called the police and a man died because they did the right thing. Um, it's disheartening. It's disgusting. It's wrong and it's sad. So we have to change that narrative. People should not, not we, I'm sorry. They need to, the police also have a responsibility. These police chiefs, they have a responsibility to change the narrative. I went on JSO's page and I asked them, I said, I made a comment. I said, you guys need to speak out about this. Our community needs to know that you don't condone what happened in Minneapolis. Um, you know, we need to know that you don't condone this. Um, I know it didn't happen here in Florida, but people are looking around at their local precincts trying to figure out, oh, is this 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 what y'all do? Because people do have a tendency to associate, you know, all cops together, right? So them police officers yeah. in Minnesota, doesn't matter. JSO is like their brother. So we need to hear from our leaders in the police station, but we have not. And so here we are scared to call the police on people who we probably need to be calling the police on. But it's like, okay, it, it, we have to stop and think, damn. Is it really that serious that he just slapped that girl? You know, he only slapped her once. He not on her like beating her. He ain't got no knife. Because oh. I'm just saying in general, like you oh. have to really stop and think now before you call the police. Because you'll call the police somebody can die for, for help, you know, to keep the peace or just to break up a situation and somebody ends up dead, you know? So But do you turn a blind eye against it? I mean, what can you do, though? What can you do? Because this is, and I don't mean to bring your kids into this, but this is just like, you know, you and I talked about how if you let your kids go somewhere and something happens to them and you've had an intuition against it and you can never forgive yourself, right? How do you think the store owners, even though they had no malicious intent, right, they didn't want the man to die or anything like that, how do you think they feel right now knowing that their actions led to this man's death? They shouldn't have that on their hearts because it shouldn't have led to his death. And that's what I mean. Like, we're at a point where we now have to stop and think before we call the police in a situation. Hell, we I can get in a car accident, DJ, with a black man and be like, damn, do I really need to call the police because it's not that much damage? I don't know if they're going to come out here and then they're going to be feeling some type of way and they're going to shoot his ass for no reason. You know what I'm saying? It, it it's, it's terrifying to me to even call the police. 
and nobody should feel like that. That's problematic. Is okay. that's the point that I'm making. So we this is an off the fly episode. So what's our discipline of the week gonna be? Because I don't know. Girl, I don't know. You talking about we gonna go into the discipline of the week? I was just about to ask you, we had one. <laughs> no, we t- it's so funny because we weren't supposed we were supposed to be talking about mental health. It's still mental health month, but mm-hmm. you know, with everything going on, we definitely everything wanted to, to speak on it. But I, you know what? I think um, our discipline of the week can be as simple as you know, be methodical uh, in your thought process in what you want to accomplish and what you want to do. So I know for me, um, pre- uh, President Obama's report and recommendation that came from his task force, I want to you know make some calls to our police station and ask them, you know, what is your take on this? Are you guys going to implement these things? And maybe encourage other people to call and ask and start talking about it and ask the tough questions. Um, so or finding a group that's already doing it and just joining them. And, and, and joining, mm-hmm. getting out in March. Like the Dolphins did passing out water for the protesters because it was hot as shit out there, okay? It was hot. I told her to take um, a water and a knife. And I was case. all, uh, all black. <laughs> um, but I think that's, that's what our discipline of the week is going to be. Just, you know, find a cause, take some time to think about what you want to do, how you could do what you're good at and, and, and do something, you know, whether it's loud like me or behind the scenes like DJ. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say thank y'all for uh, having me on, you know, um, y'all can catch me if you would like on the committee podcast. We just changed our name officially yesterday so it's uh ktsc av podcast um and you can also catch me on the sex packets podcast as well uh i'm ac3 savage as always yeah dj gonna like so that she was she a little free the what packet sex the girl sex. sex packets oh okay okay oh yeah <laughs> she all excited she excited i didn't get excited all right like so um our next episode like I said, this was unplanned, kind of really, really unscripted, so we don't know what it's going to be about. It's going to be about something. Um, <laughs> but that's all we got for you tonight. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Until next time. Class is dismissed, you guys. Bye! Bye.